Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Thank you for joining us. And today we will begin in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 5. We have been looking at the book of Deuteronomy as a whole, from verse 1 up to verse 20, as a process uh, for God to bring us either in or out of or up to what he has prepared for us. And that process consists of uh, some little steps. I really don't like to use the word steps, but it, since it is a process, crisis comes into our life. We had used the word crisis to identify sometimes testing, uh, proving a certain thing, um, going through Things in life that are going to cause us to want to know how to get an answer or to get an answer to those things. And many times that requires us to search. And in searching for things or in searching for an answer, we wind up receiving the revelation from the Word of God in our lives or from the Holy Spirit. That revelation is made so real in our lives that it becomes an experience that experience in return puts us in a position and a place to want to serve God. And once we want to serve God, we have to have 100% obedience. And obedience is going to require us to surrender. There's a good example in the uh, Old Testament of surrender when uh, Hezekiah was surrounded by all the different uh People, the army, that when they were sent the message, they were told, we're asking for your absolute surrender. That means that your houses, your lands, your children, your wives, your husbands, your animals, everything is ours. That That is absolute surrender, where everything belongs unto the Lord. Everything. There's not a thing that is left out. Well... In the process of that, we sometimes don't understand or don't have a comprehension of how God is leading or taking us in and out of certain situations. When we read the language of the Old Testament in the book of Exodus and in the book of Deuteronomy, where God brought them out, it says, I will bring you up out of the land. And I will bring you into a land that has valleys, that has hills, that has mountains. I'll bring you into a land that the, that the, that the water runs down in, in creeks. It runs down in, 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 in little streams. It runs down in rivers. Uh, you're not going to have to pump up that water by foot like you did when you lived in Egypt all those years. So, so it, it's interesting that, that crisis produces in us a hunger for a solution and an answer. But in that crisis, we're going to find that sometimes it is a correction. It is a chastisement. It is a teaching. It is a process where we are being taught something. 
Now, if we were to look at the Old Testament and then go to the New Testament in the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 4 talks about how the law was given as a schoolmaster to teach us. The law was given, was given, and it was for a time period until grace, until faith would appear, so that we would live by faith and not by the law. And of course, the scripture, when, when we read that, it talks about uh, even though we were sons, at the same time, uh, we did not possess everything just instantly. But through the process of being taught, through the process of being given the examples in life, whether it was through exactly that, examples in life, or, or learning on-the-job training, we need to be corrected. So that's what it starts off with in Deuteronomy 8.5. It says, Thou shalt consider also in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. And we have to understand that according to John chapter 1, verse 11 or verse 12 it says for as many as received him gave he them the authority the exousia the power to become the sons of God well if we are becoming the sons of God we're given the authority to little by little uh, grow in it and then as we grow in that authority we begin to learn to exercise it but many times we have to be corrected. We have to be trained in the school of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God as to how to achieve and how to reach our full potential and maturity in Christ. The book of Romans says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Many people are not walking in the Spirit. They're not being led by the Spirit. They're being led by their senses, or they're being led by what they see, or they're being led by the flesh, or they're being led by the emotions, or they're just being led by reason alone, apart from the Holy Spirit and apart from the Word of God. So there has to be a correction. There has to be a testing, a chastisement. To bring us in correctly. And this is what we can learn from the New Testament. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He scourgeth every son whom he receives. This is in Hebrews 12.6. In Hebrews 12.7 it says, If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? In other words, if we're not willing to go through the process of being corrected, if we don't want to be corrected because we belong to him, he is our heavenly father, we are sons. This is how he deals with sons. It is a process. If you endure chastening, correction, if, if you endure this from the Lord, uh, the majority of the time we think of chastening and we think of it 
as punishment, being whipped and being uh, beat over the head or something. But the the word uh, for chastening is the word tutorage. That is education training. It's by implication, it's disciplinary correction. See, you're being disciplined because you're in error. So, uh, the instruction, the instruction that is given, or the nurture that is given, it is a process to bring us into sonship. Uh, we have to understand that sonship means that we are going to reach a place in God where we're able to manage and execute the inheritance as sons. <coughs> And joint heirs with Christ. If we're not willing to go through that process, we're not going to be able to reach the maturity to be able to use the things that God has given us in their full extent because we're not mature enough. You you, you don't want to uh, put a, a, an expensive car or an expensive house or something, uh, and then put your uh, four or five-year-old in charge of it. They, they just wouldn't be able to keep up with the taxes. They wouldn't know how to manage it or take care of it because they are not mature yet. Even though they are your sons and or daughters, they've not reached a place of maturity. So they will make a lot of mistakes. In making mistakes, they need to be corrected. They need to be disciplined. They need to be chastised. Even, even in, 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 in just simply saying discipline doesn't necessarily mean that you're being punished, but it means that you're being or bringing something into correction. You're putting it into a person that disciplines himself to run a marathon or disciplines himself uh, to swim uh, uh, two miles or something like that. It, it, that. That means they have to bring their body under. They have to bring it under subjection. They have to bring it to a point where it can be used to accomplish what needs to be accomplished while the Lord does the same for us. The chastening of the Lord, it says, if we endure the chastening, then we know that he's dealing with us as sons. But if we refuse to go through any process of correction, any process of discipline, then, then we're going to be in trouble. The process that God brings us through is going to cause that cause in our lives to be, that there be an exchange of things. And in that exchange, we're going to give up certain things for another. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to be partakers. It says, but if you, verse 8 of Hebrews 12, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, all of us become partakers of that correction of our sons, then you are bastards and not sons. This is right out of the scripture. In verse number 9, it says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us us and the word that that is used corrected uh, uh, there is trainers uh, teachers discipliners instructors and all of us know what those words are 
Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which have corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? This is a beautiful picture that is painted that many times people do not understand the, the correcting of the Lord, the chastisement. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, it says, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. It uses two words there. It uses the word nurture and it uses the word admonition. The word nurture there is the same word that we used earlier, chastisement. It's the exact same word, no difference except now it's translated nurture versus being translated chastisement. You nurture a little baby, a little child, a little boy, a little girl. You nurture them so that they can continue to go through the process of growth. But it also adds the word admonition in there and add the admonition of the Lord. And the word admonition, it's, it means to call to attention to. That is a mild rebuke or a warning. In other words, warn them, you know, don't do this. Don't follow this path. Uh, a, a, a good example is the book of Proverbs. When you read the book of Proverbs, it is filled with warnings that uh, don't get yourself involved in this, don't do that, or do this instead, and, and you'll live. Uh, obey your parents, uh, for it has a promise of long life, etc., etc. So there is a given process that is there. And then it says in verse number uh, 6 of Deuteronomy chapter 8, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. So this is basically identical to what we read in the New Testament. To give reverence, to obey, uh, to walk and keep his command. His commandments are the tutorage. They are the corrective measure. That's what Israel was given. But now we are to walk by faith because that's going to require the work of the Holy Spirit in every step of our lives. It's going to require us trusting and depending upon Him and not upon our own ability and upon our own strength. And for this, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7, it says, And the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a land, good land, a land of brooks, of waters, fountains, depths, and the, uh, springs that come out of the valleys and the hills. And that's where we're going to conclude today. We're going to pick up tomorrow on this. Okay, he bring a, there is a process where he is going to water our lives with brooks. He's going to water our lives with fountains. He's going to water our lives with depths that spring out of valleys and hills. The rain that comes down from heaven is also the first and latter rain. We can call that the work of the Holy Spirit's outpouring. That causes little creeks and little brooks and little streams and rivers to uh, develop. And of course, that's going to flow into our lives. But the Jesus said, they shall, out of your belly shall flow rivers. So there's what flows into our life and what comes out of our life. And to learn more, join us tomorrow.
as we continue. But until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. The Lord loves you. We love you. Be truly blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.